You're listening to the podcast, Carlos Avalon, My Music, My Life. Thank you for tuning in. And now, here's your host, Carlos Avalon. I said I've asked you for your number, and if you'd like for me to go, because I think I really like you. Hello, folks. Any of you pet owners, those of you that are, know how attached we become to our dogs, cats, whatever pet you might have. Well, I've been a dog guy off and on throughout my life. Actually, at one time I did have cats um, when I first moved to Reno. I'll tell you about the Reno days coming up here in a bit. But I adopted uh, with my roommate, um, actually my manager at the time, two uh, tuxedo cats, all litter mates, adorable twins. And uh, just recently, uh, my uh, roomie had a, a cat, Diablo, also tuxedo cat. And yeah, so I guess I'm a pet lover. And uh, But anyway... Those of you that have pets will understand uh, this episode and why I've decided to to share this with you. Um, some of my musician friends and even my fans will remember that I used to tour and travel with my dog. I've had three. Leo the first was adopted while I was performing at the Ramada Inn in Fort Collins, Colorado. He was German Shepherd. He traveled with me, and then when I moved to Reno, that's when I, I couldn't keep Leo, uh, Nevada, I started performing there, uh, and um, the condo association there did not allow um, large dogs and um, and he became he stayed with mom and dad in California and in essence became the family pet uh, mom and dad uh, started taking care of of Leo and uh, he was 12 years old uh, when we had to say goodbye to him I was so sad, but um, I was not around. Um, Mom and Dad uh, are the ones, and I think Brother George, uh, uh, that took him in and put him to sleep. He had been sick for a while. Uh, arthritis and hip dysplasia, the, a very common uh, German Shepherd thing. I felt sad, but at that time... Uh, I was really, really, the career was taking off, and I was so wrapped up with my career that I'm, it was easier, it was easier. I felt sorrow, but um, um, I went on, and I had all the distractions of youth, career, and so on. Then about 10 years later, um, with Kenny, I was with Kenny, and I adopted Cassie. Cassie was also Shepherd the Husky mix, and she was also so very special. By this time, we had the travel coach, um, bus, 
motorhome, whatever you call it. And unlike uh, the first Leo that traveled mostly in our van and stayed in um, all the hotel rooms uh, uh, that we were performing at, uh, uh, Cassie had it a little, a little better. She had a 36-footer uh, coach and a more comfortable lifestyle, better, um, um, well, the career was doing much better, and so she was had a lot more luxury in her life, and um, and she traveled with me everywhere. And um, when I lost Kenny, that left this world too soon, uh, um, and um, she was um, full of time of life and always on the road with me. We started traveling all the time together. She was part of most of my Atlantic City era, my days performing 18 years in Atlantic City. Um, when I didn't have the time to drive, I, I would fly. You know, I hate to fly. I've mentioned that before. But at times, for career reasons or whatever, you do have to fly. Well, she would fly with me. Yeah, we had the travel crate, and she would fly. Um, and um, I always... I always worried about it, what it would be like for her in the cargo compartment, wherever those planes keep the pets that are uh, flying. But, uh, oh, whenever I'd come um, out um, uh, and um, at the airport and go get her, she was in heaven and she knew she was with me. And um, she was, uh, well, rather perfect. And then... Uh, I started um, uh, playing a lot. I was under contract with Harris Casinos, and I started playing in the Chicago area property, uh, Chicagoland, Joliet, Harris Joliet. And I did four, uh, four months a year uh, at that property, and it actually coincided with one month for each season of the year, which means that I would be performing there either December. I, I did a lot of Decembers because I had a Christmas show and it was kind of a hit for Harris. And um, uh, finally, I think the second December or January, I realized it was very hard on her and on me because remember, doing four shows a night and then after the shows, I'd come get her from the hotel. I'd take her walking or to a field to run but either uh, in a snowstorm or even if it was a clear night you know super cold terrible temperatures in chicagoland well um uh, cassie um, I, I started leaving her in the winter months with mom and um, a dad and so um um um, Cassie slowly but surely started to become dad's uh, um, uh, companion and um, uh, she would um, 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 go on the road with me once in a while but mom and dad would keep her uh, when not on the road with me and um, 
she eventually started also um, slowing down and getting older. And coincidentally, dad was also slowing down and getting older. And Cassie and he became inseparable. In essence, at that time, she was becoming more dad's dog. Her arthritis got pretty bad, and as dad was also uh, ailing, um, we lost dad uh, soon in 1995, and just a few months after, we lost Cassie. I mean, we think she she was heartbroken when dad passed away, and um, and we lost her. And um, uh, I was with mom at her side as we put her to sleep. It was hard. Yeah, Cassie was hard because we had just lost dad, and uh, and uh, she was 12 years old, and uh, it was hard. And but I had mom, and we we dealt with it. And I was still busy, of course, still constantly performing. Both that and Cassie gone. Um, again, the career energy and enthusiasm got me through it. Then, nine years later, we lost mom. And uh, mom died of cancer. And now, I had learned the feeling and the meaning of loss. I had lost the partner of my, the man, uh, the love of my life. I had lost Leo, the first Leo. I had lost m my dad. Mom was very hard. So I had lost two babies, a mate, a, a partner, a life's companion, and my dad. I needed an escape. I had said after Cassie, no more pets, no more pets, but losing mom was very, very hard. I, I wanted a distraction. I went looking. And at the Palm Springs Animal Shelter, I found my new Leo. Unlike the other two, this Leo never needed training to adapt to my lifestyle. He, from day one, fit my late-night schedule, my waking up, not in the morning, but rather around noon. Never once did he need to get me out of bed any earlier. Uh, he was perfect. He was he was me. He was made for me for my lifestyle. Long, uh, long car rides, ten, twelve hours of driving, and he never got tired. Perfect in the hotel. Never once was there a complaint about barking or anything. Actually, um, with Leo, it was actually mostly motels because he was also. Um, shepherd mix and um, their um, most hotels especially in Las Vegas would not allow large dogs so Leo stayed at motels and he was always well behaved just perfect I had witnessed uh, I have witnesses that will, 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 will testify to how perfect uh, and well-behaved and um, an amazing um, pet um, Leo was. 
from the day I adopted him on. And because he came to me at a time when I was no longer constantly on the road, I was performing, but at, at a, a steady gig, a steady country club or wherever. So I was at home more, wherever the performance gig was. And um, for this Leo, I had much more time, quality time. Whenever you hear people say that the grandparents are better, um, give more time to their grandkids than they did to their own children, um, I kind of relate to that because this Leo found me a kind of a, almost at the autumn uh, days of my career, uh, approaching the autumn years of my life. So I had a lot more time for this Leo. We were inseparable. We were always together, went everywhere to the, uh, together, did um, amazing. Whoever had him before me did an amazing job at raising him with good manners and great discipline. Uh, Leo started um, slowing down uh, about a year ago and um, uh, arthritis and uh, eventually we started seeing some growths um, on his leg and parts of his body they were tumors uh, for fortunately they were benign so uh, um, we didn't find cancer but he was uh, still full of life and it, it was about the last three months that i started to deal uh, about six months ago when he went to the vet, uh, actually one vet in Palm Springs had said that the tumors were going to kill him within six months. Well, he lasted at least another year. Uh, so we changed vets. Um, we didn't like her approach. So um, we started to feel um, Leo slowing down. And then about seven weeks ago when I did our road trip from Northern California to Palm Springs and back. Uh, for the first time, getting in and out of the car was was hard for him. And uh, my buddy Eric was traveling with me, and he kept looking back, checking on Leo, but he could see that uh, Leo was not as comfortable from previous trips we had done together with Leo. I knew that was the last road trip he was doing with me and it was hard that was about three months ago our wonderful vet um uh um uh, told us that um leo was probably uh, he started panting a lot even when in resting position and the vet was pretty sure he, he was starting to have heart failure and um and the vet was so, so frank and honest. And he said, look, I could have you spend $1,000, $2,000 to do all kinds of tests, maybe remove some of those growths. But Leo was approaching 15 years old. He was going to be 15 um, uh, come um, uh, January. Yeah. And so... Um, uh, the vet said, the best thing is for you to enjoy every moment with him and be be, be prepared because, um, um, you know, he's approaching. He's definitely a very senior dog. So 
Then, right after the Palm Springs trip, we went back to the vet, and that was about a little over a month ago, and the vet said that I should be prepared to probably wake up some morning and um, find him lifeless, uh, or come home from an errand or wherever and find him lifeless. And uh, I decided to pick the right time uh, so that I could be there. I, I made the appointment a week ago, a Thursday, and um, Brother Louie, my roommate up here at the Northern California home in Tracy, uh, Louie said all his goodbyes. I got my buddy Rodney that had been our roommate for a while, and um, uh, um, Rodney came by and said his goodbyes. It was Rodney that had the cat that was our roomie with Leo for a while, too. And Leo was wonderful with, with Diablo, that beautiful tuxedo cat. And they they respected each other's space, but they were wonderful. From the moment they met, they, they lived together well. We never worried about leaving them alone. And Rodney said his goodbyes. And then our friend Sharon, that um, uh, my roommate in Palm Springs now, and uh, she was very close to, to Leo, and, uh, and she was on the East Coast, and uh, she couldn't be at his side, but the last time she saw Leo, about, what, three, three four months ago, she she was pretty sure, or two months ago, she was pretty sure it was also the last time she would see Leo. And we were prepared. And the four of us were the only people Leo truly allowed in. Allowed, he would kiss all of us, he would uh, play with us, he would... Um, Leo was a very reserved dog. Um, as I mentioned, I thought his first owners were wonderful in um, teaching him to discipline and to behave well, but I don't know. Maybe someone abused him because he was a little afraid of people. And um, and so, although he knew uh, my sister, my brother-in-law, my uh, Al, Connie Marie, Brother George, uh, uh, my um, um, nephew, Ty he knew all the family, but he would never go to people uh, when they arrived. He'd kind of go in the corner and say, leave me alone. Except for Louis, Rodney, and Sharon. And so they all got to say their goodbyes. And um, and then I, I picked the moment. I wanted, to, I wanted to be there. God forbid I didn't want... Um, him to die alone, or uh, one of the tumors on the leg was really growing, and there was possibility that it would burst, and that it would probably break into the bone, and he would he would feel extreme pain. I didn't want him to be alone and go through all that, so I picked the moment, the time. We went to the vet, and I was touching him, talking to him, 
mentioning, uh, constantly mentioning the name of the four people that he loved and talking about a car ride, car ride. And he was laid down and slowly, but I knew he had trusted me, had such trust in me. So it was, it was very peaceful. I, um, I, uh, I lost Leo. Um, uh, I just um, the tears were rolling down my eyes. The doctor was so wonderful. His eyes never shut. I tried to shut them. They would not shut. The tongue, of course, kind of falls to the side. But um, my Leo is gone. The tears ran down my face. These last few days have been very empty. I feel lost. I feel like I've lost everything these last couple of years. I lost my bookings. I I feel very lost. And it's the little things as I get home now that uh, that I that hit me. I mean, I'm driving down. I was running errands today, and for a second there, I, Leo, um, uh, a car ride. And no, he wasn't there. And, and like you're conditioned to know he's there, and you feel like saying it. And it, it's been hard feeling he's there, but yet he's not there. Waking up to the reality and realizing he's not there. Lost the emptiness of losing those you love. Leo, Kenny, Dad, Cassie, Mom, my aunts that I cared for, uncles. I envy those of you that are young and have not yet experienced the loss of a loved one. But having said that, I think having experienced all, all, having lost all these people that you care about, these pets that you love, in a way complete me. I feel a feeling of sorrow. I feel more ready to, to, to handle anything else that comes my way. This feeling of emptiness and sorrow that comes with those, losing the, those you love, somehow it actually, as lost as you feel, you also feel an inner strength that keeps you going. I don't, I keep saying, don't anybody surprise me with a cat or with a dog. I don't want to go through this again. And I just... Uh, I just hope my life gets gets back gets back gets back together. Hasn't been easy. Sure, I'm so excited about the recordings. I'm starting to doubt whether the shows that that I really want to be doing are going to come back. I'm a I'm a fading artist. My fan base is dying is leaving me. My loved ones are leaving me. 
just look folks I want to thank you for, for allowing me to feel comfortable with sharing my my sad moments with you just knowing that I can just talk to you and let you know that the image of being fine is there but now with the loss of Leo um, I'm not fine and I, I'm going to deal with it but look thank you for listening thank you for listening please join us again in two weeks for another episode of Carlos Avalon My Music My Life I sit and pray